Welcome to the Inspired Women Podcast. I'm your host, Megan Hall, motivational speaker, women's empowerment coach, full-time psychology student, mama four, and military spouse. On this podcast, I share helpful life tips and real stories from inspirational women. Warning, sometimes we chat about taboo topics and drop some F-bombs. Thank you for tuning in with me today. Enjoy the episode. Hey guys, today I'm here with Rabina. Dr. Rabina Tahir is a board certified chiropractor, which I love going to the chiropractor. Oh my gosh, it just feels so amazing. So when I saw that, I was like, yes. Uh, if anybody has not tried out chiropractic, you gotta check it out. So, and she can be best be described as a woman on a mission to inspire healthy lifestyles. She is a self-proclaimed expert in positive vibes and is the co-founder of the Positivity Charge, an awesome wellness company that hosts one-day retreats nationwide. Dr. Rabina will be hosting 300 wellness enthusiasts and influencers at the Philadelphia Retreat on August 18, 2019. Tickets are on sale, so I'll have to link that up in the show notes. So if anybody wants to go, they can totally check that out. Uh, when she is not in the office treating patients, you can catch her sipping on coffee, same here, writing and living the new mom life. We were just talking about kids and how crazy mom life is. <laughs> Dr. Rabina is known for her creative side. She is a past contributor for the Huffington Post blog. She has been quoted in Reader's Digest, Bustle Magazine, Prevention Magazine, Medical Daily, Elite Daily, Martha Stewart Living, Nail Pro Magazine, and more. Holy moly. And she has contributed to Stack Magazine and Philly Man Magazine. As an instructor for New York Chiropractic College, Dr. Rabina educates chiropractors for continuing education on topics such as sleep and ergonomics. She has contributed expert advice to outlets such as CBS Radio, WDAS-FM, Greenberg News, WMCN-TV, Daytime Toronto, and PHL, so Philly 17. I'm, I'm assuming it's Philly 17. Am I correct? It's totally Philly. Yep. Yes. Very good. <laughs> See, I'm so good. I'm so good. But that's all over. That's like United States, Canada. We've got, you're just like doing it up all over the place. Um, so thank you so much for being here today, Dr. Rabina. Um, I'm just going to call you Rabina because I will completely forget to include the doctor part of it. Um, <laughs> But I mean, I'm going to school right now for psychology and I plan on getting my PhD. And I told my husband, I'm like, then you can refer to me as Dr. Megan. And he was like, yeah, I don't think so. Come on. <laughs> it's fun. It's fun. Right? You got to use it. You earned it, right? right? I mean, I it will take me a little while, probably seven more years to get that done. But you know, I will have earned it by then. <laughs> um, so you have, a, your bio speaks so much and you have accomplished so much in your life and you focus a lot on positivity. I would like you to take us back to a place where it all began, maybe a place where you weren't so positive and you didn't realize how much all of the things that you have discovered are really helping you in life. Like you had no idea these things maybe existed at the time. <laughs> Sure, sure. Well, I want to thank you for having me. Um, I love your podcast. I just wanted to let you know. Um, this all started really, you know, and I'm serious when I say this, positivity saved my life. And it sounds bizarre, but it's really not. Um, when I was in high school, I think I was 18 or 19, my mom was going through cancer. And I didn't know she had suffered from cancer really when she was young. She was 22. So you can imagine a 19-year-old girl dealing with her mom who's sick, 
also trying to figure out how to navigate life. I mean, when you're 19, well, I was a 19 and I was a hot mess. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm trying to figure out, you know, bullying, fitting in, looking different. Oh, by the way, I can't hang out with you guys tonight because my mom's really sick. Like, who really understood that? And then I watched my mom. She's so positive. She would do anything and everything for the fight. And I just saw it and it really just transformed the way I thought about things and the importance of what I place on things, right? And I'm like, okay, if she can do this, I can. And it's that whole thing where you watch someone go through something and they're like, if they can do it, I can do it. Mm. And so I started to think positively and I was like, okay, like I can figure this out. I can find a group of people who appreciate me for who I am. I can be body positive. I can make it through university. I can follow my dreams. And again, it sounds fluffy, but it's not because I think a lot of the time people misuse the word positivity. Like they're just like, oh, positivity. Okay. I'm totally positive. Okay. But how? You know, how are you positive? How are you manifesting your positive vibes? And that's where it comes from for me, wanting to help people, wanting to educate people, which is why I write and which is why I'll be, you know, on media outlets, you know, talking about this and that because I want people to know I had no idea, you know, and there's a lot of people who don't know where to start no matter what age you're at. So I just want to transform the way people think about their health. Yes. And there are studies that show that positive thinking can really transform your health. They did studies on cancer patients, and they showed that those that thought more positively, um, my grandmother actually had breast cancer, and she says it's her thoughts about my oldest daughter um, that got her through, but the positive thoughts... Um, the people who are thinking more positively are the ones who will recover quickly and more likely to live and survive cancer. While the people who are just stuck in the muck and the victim mentality, woe is me, are less likely to recover and, and more likely to pass away, unfortunately, from cancer. Yeah, I was really amazed by that research finding as well. But I think that you know, that's exactly what my mom did. My mom's like, okay, like I can't control this diagnosis per se, but I can control how I want to fight it, how I want to go about it. Mm. And it's hard. I mean, I'm not saying that it's easy when you're dealing with such a disease, right? But, you know, you have that choice and you've got to find it within you. Like that's what the message that she gave me, you know, and it's, it's emotional for, for everybody on a different level. But if you can really dig deep, of course, yeah, that research, research is research. It's true. Yes. Oh my goodness. So I really want people to see how, I mean, that really helped your mom and it helped her get through this, but also inspired you and inspired what you're doing today. So tell us how that, that transformation happened. You got us right now as, as you, as a teenager, your mom's going through cancer, which inspired you to think more positively. How did that, you're not a teenager anymore. I mean, unfortunately, well, none no. of us are. <laughs> no, no. I'm not either. It's been some time. It's yeah. been some time. Yeah. <laughs> you know, how did that transformation happen to where you're helping people today? I mean, cause chiro- becoming a chiropractor like that's no easy task. Like that takes years of school. Um, you have to learn a lot of information. <laughs> you, I mean, you have to get licensed. You have to do all of those things. Um, so how did how did all that happen? Yeah, it wasn't easy. And I remember being in anatomy class one day. 
it's like a new language. So like imagine learning a new language. I'm like, I have to call this bone what? Like, you know, I was like, this is crazy. So yeah, it was like, it was the craziest journey. It was like nine years of school total, like including, you know, college, university. But, you know, I really wanted to help people. And so I wanted to be in an office. I wanted to see patients. And really like I went through different things. I was like acupuncture, chiropractic, mm. you know, do I want to be, have a general practice? Like I didn't know what to do. And so I really shadowed my mom's chiropractor for a summer and I was addicted. Um, so go to chiropractic school in New York and then just through my practice, I'm like, it's not enough. You know, like health is the sum of what you do all day. I always say that. So it's like when you wake up, it's like what you're doing for lunch. It's, you know, what's your sleep quality, all that kind of stuff. And so I couldn't do enough in an office setting with someone. So then it went to presenting, then it went to writing and then I went to TV and then I was like, you know what? I need to do a retreat. Cause then it was like, chiropractic, positivity, women empowerment. And I'm like, there's so many things, so many elements that I wanted to bring together. And I just thought like a one day retreat was the perfect way to do it. And so it started literally with an event with 75 people. And now in August, we're going to host 300 of the most amazing women that I can think of. Um, and it's really about you. The co-founder, her name is Parisha Smith, and I tell her all the time, I want people to walk through the door of that venue. The only thing that you need to say is, I am myself, and that is enough. You don't have to be paleo, gluten-free. You don't have to love yoga. You don't have to love, I don't know, spin class. You just have to be yourself, and everything else just works itself out. And so if you can't be yourself, how can you tackle life? Like, how can you really get through anything that you're going with? It all starts from within. And again, it goes back to my mom. I'm like, she figured it out. I mean, it took this horrible health condition, you know, for her to figure it out. But I mean, she's still alive today and it's a blessing. And she's pretty, she's a pretty strong woman, yeah. you know? And so you got to have a team. Like, if you think about it, Megan, like, I don't do my taxes because I would mess them up. So it's like, you know, you've got like an accountant that's on your team, right? Um, I don't, you know, fill my own cavities in because sometimes I get them. Like I have a dentist for that, right? You know, I can't massage myself. It's horrible. So I go to massage therapists. Like you have a team of people taking care of you. So, you know, allow that to happen and learn what you need to learn and, and meet other people and, and, and have a team of people empowering you, you know? Yeah, I couldn't agree more. And I don't think we can... We can do life without a team and it doesn't even have to be a team in the, in the way that you said, you know, but like a team as in friends and family and people who support us and lift us up. I mean, cause we were just talking before we started the podcast episode as you know, my husband's living in Connecticut. I'm living in Virginia. We have four kids and school full time and running a business podcast, all the craziness. I couldn't do any of that or be the person I am today if I didn't have an amazing team of people, the friends, my therapist, you know, my, uh, my oil lady who makes sure I get the right oils <laughs> to help with my anxiety, you know, all of the things, all those people that they know more than I do, right? My, my therapist, I'm not there yet. I'm going to school for it, but I'm not there yet. She knows more than I do and she can walk me through the things. My oil lady, she knows more about oils than I do. I have no idea what oils are going to help me calm down, but she knows. And these are the kind of people that, you know, whether it's, you know, the people that you're actually paying to work with, or it's the people just in your life that can help lift you up and inspire you and make you feel better. They actually say that friendships help you live longer. <laughs> 
Yeah, for sure. And I wanted to create this environment, you know, where people can can feel safe. You know, the information that we're pre- presenting is safe. Like it's it's experts and. And I like what you said about friends and having that support system too, because of course that's so important. And I remember someone who came to our retreat two years ago and she came by herself and she was actually like emailing me. And I'm like, you know what? Just come. We'll be there. I'll find you. And at the end of the day, she's leaving and she's like, you know what? I made five new friends today. Like she didn't even need me. I'm like, but wait a second. (laughs) I'm like, are we hanging out? And she's like, I made five friends and I'm here and I'm doing this and this picture. And it's just like, it's so amazing, you know? So you can, you can find that at the positivity charge, right? Like that companionship, the experts, you know, and then just a fun day and there's food. Like everyone loves the food. We will give you food. It's good. (laughs) So why is it important for people to be focusing on all these different aspects of their health, including, you know, including positive thinking, but what is, what is so important? Cause we get so inundated nowadays with diet culture and weight loss. This, I mean, I personally got messaged at least five times right before the new year. Like, do you want to try my new weight loss program? I'm like, do you think I look fat? Like what is going on here? Um, <laughs> But it, it's that sort of thing where we're inundated with all this information. And for me, I really like to think of health as like a holistic, you know, approach. Like it's, it's not about the shakes and the pills and, you know, the wraps and all the things. There's so much more to you being healthy, you know, physically, mentally, and emotionally. So I'd love to hear from you why this is so important. The things that you guys are teaching at the positive, Positivity Charge. Yeah. And I think, you know, you can keep it really simple. So the best way to start this sort of concept is, you know, I teach about sleep and spinal alignment. And so the first Mm -hmm. thing I'll tell someone is, have you looked in the mirror lately? Do you know what you look like? Do you know where your head is? Do you know where your shoulder is? Do you know your body? Um, And then I can teach them how to sleep, but they have to understand how their body works. And so you've got to keep it really simple because there's so much stuff on the market just with sleep, with pillows. I I feel like if you went on Amazon and Googled (laughs) pillow, there's going to be like 9 million. Yeah. Like, Like, what do you do? You know? You got to keep it simple. And so there's three main concepts, build, body, and fuel. So build is all about mindset. Body is what are you doing to your body? What are you putting into your body? Um, And fuel, again, is another concept of of food, right? And so you want to put these all together. And really, it's making sure your mind and your body are staying and doing the same things. And keep it simple. You need to be motivated. You need to know your body. And you need to eat things that are good you know, and it's really simple and I'm not knocking any kind of diet. you got to do what works for you, yeah. but you have to understand why you're doing it mm-hmm. and how your body that. feels ultimately at the end of the day. Yes. I mean, I think so many times in this culture, we're like, oh, my friend Susie lost 10 pounds on this diet. I'm going to do it now too. Um, and that may work for Susie and it might even be sustainable for Susie, highly unlikely, but let's just say it is. Um, sustainable for Susie, it may not be for you. Like, because we're all, we're all different. We all have different lives. We all have different genetics. And, you know, just because something works for one person doesn't mean it's going to work for everybody. Yeah. Like, let's say me, you, and Susie are in the same room. Okay. And we're all talking about how we lost weight. We feel good. The common denominator is the mindset. It really is. It, you know, we had the mindset and the will to get it done you know, regardless of like who's eating paleo, 
gluten-free, whatever it is, you know, it's that mindset. And so that's what the positivity charge is about. You just have to have this mindset and, and this idea that you can get it done. You know, there's so many ways to do things. And, and I really believe that some are safer than others. That might be a whole other conversation. In right. right now. <laughs> um, but you want to be safe. And I don't think we don't need to be drastic anymore either. You know, we've got to understand that, you know, some people think time could, can be an enemy, but I think you can make time work for you. You know, I find in my practice, a lot of the times people will come in with back pain and, and I'll do their first treatment and they're like, so I'm going to feel really good tomorrow. And I'm like, no, you're not going to feel really good tomorrow. You're going to feel somewhat better, but you have to give your body time to heal. And, and, you know, that goes with anything. Anytime you're introducing something new, even if you're doing affirmations, you can't just say one affirmation and then, you know, the next day, there it is, you know, it doesn't work like that. And so it's the mindset, the determination and, and consistency is good. I like consistency. I think that that's a really, you know, powerful word. Yeah, no, I agree. Consistency is really powerful. And I just made a Facebook live this morning as we're recording this. So like well before people are hearing it, but I just did a Facebook live and I was talking about small changes because everybody, you know, New Year's comes and everybody's like, I'm going to go like a hundred percent and get all this stuff done. And you know, by June, they're done doing those things because it's not sustainable and it's not consistent because it's so much to do all at once. And I was talking about how small little shifts, you know, towards your goal, towards the things you want to do, you know, each and every week, day in and day out can really help you move towards those things because it is consistency. It is, you know, about building up those habits and being able to do it. Because like you said, saying one positive affirmation isn't going to work. Me doing one day of meditation every week is just not going to work. But if I am consistent and try to get in majority of my week, that really helps me. Now it may not help somebody else, but it really helps me personally. So I feel like that consistency piece that you're talking about is, it is very important, but the mindset piece is even more important. And could you, I mean, people hear the word mindset. They have sometimes have no idea what that means. Could you tell us a little bit about what mindset is and how we can work on our mindset? Yeah, I think mindset is your perception of something. Well, that's one component of it too. But if you, for example, have something that you want to accomplish, how do you feel about it? How are you going to tackle it? How does it, how does it fit into what's happening? And do you want it at the end of the day? I think mindset starts with what do you want and, and what are you going to get done? I was having a conversation with a friend this morning who was talking about the word try. And she's like, try and mindset don't go together because try means you might do it or you might not do it, mm. right? And so mindset is like it's making that commitment, you know, it's to wanting something done. And I think there's a little bit of self-talk that can help with mindset. You know, you have to be in a situation and say to yourself, okay, if my mindset was to be strong um, and, and to move forward, you know, it, how do I feel about what's happening right now? Do I need to check myself a little bit and say, okay, you know, in order to do this, I should position myself here or I should do this. And then it starts to become more natural. Mm -hmm. um, but I think you have to be your own coach in the beginning. And remember that it's okay to remove yourself from situations, to say no, um, and to have fun a little bit too, you know. But mindset is about coaching yourself, you know, and understanding you know, being present really about how situations are working. And you got to practice. That's another big word too. You have to really practice. You know, I had a phone call with a friend as a new mom, you know, postpartum depression was 
not expected. I was like, oh, I'm going to be fine. A couple weeks, mm-hmm. you know, and I'll have a little bit of the blues. No, it hit me like a brick wall. And I, you know, I always say like, I want to be that positive person, but I'm also realistic. And I remember FaceTiming my friend and I wasn't even speaking. I was just sobbing. And I was like, okay, she just kind of walked me through it. You know, that support system, like, what are you trying to do? What's your mindset? And like, my mindset is like, you know, I want to overcome this, but clearly I'm crying. So what do I need to do slowly? And the best advice she gave me was like, take it day by day. What can you do in this hour to get your mindset closer to where you want it to be? And she's like, please don't try to change your life like overnight, you know, because I, you know, as we're chatting, I'm like, okay, I'm going to go on Amazon and I'm going to buy this organization thing. I'm going to buy this calendar that I'm going to stick on the fridge. I'm going to buy all these little baby hangers so I can hang up all her clothes. And, you know, she's like listening to me, like, you're not going to do that in one day. You know what I mean? So <laughs> focus on focus on small steps towards creating that mindset. And I think that was hard for me as a new mom. And I don't know if you feel this way too. Like when I didn't have a kid, I felt like things were more instantaneous or they moved faster. Mm-hmm. And now as a new mom, mindset really is like this journey of up and down and being open to, you know, it's okay to not have you know, this stealth mindset all the time, but, but knowing what I wanted to be or knowing who I am. Yes. I mean, with me, I literally, before we got on this, I was telling you, Rubina, that I was like yelling at my kids, like, go to bed. I have a podcast interview. <laughs> and some days like mine are, um, as of this recording are seven, seven, nine and 15. And some days are great. Some days everything goes fine. The house is clean. Every they're well fed. Everything got done. And then there's other days like today that are complete chaos. Like and I'm just like I don't know what's going on here. And then with and with being a parent, there is a different sort of mindset that we have to get used to. And I, and I'm a recovering perfectionist. I like to say so. I had to let go of the fact that there are going to be days that things are not perfect and I may not get a whole lot done because this one's losing it or that one's got this going on or whatever. That's okay. It's going to be all right. We're going to be okay. And I think that when you're telling your friends, like you're going to get all of these things done, anybody who's been there before as a parent is like, no, no, you're not. No, you're really not. (laughs) I mean, to be funny about it, I mean, like if there's a poop situation, that can be 30 minutes. Yeah. You know, to be really real. And I mean, I had no idea and I laugh about it because I'm, you know, I've always wanted to be a mom. You know, I, I was that girl who before a kid, you know, I was like, oh, I have nieces and nephews. I got this, you know. No, it's not the same shit at all. Like I had no idea zero. Um, and I'm living it and I'm loving it, but I'm like, how did three hours just pass? Like, I really feel like we just only did three things together, you know? And then it's like, it's like, and you have four, like that's what I, and when we were talking before, I'm like four, like I, I'm still not over it because (laughs) I would love four kids, but I, I don't know how I would survive. Like, and you do it and you just get it done and like, you get better at it. But I'm like, I'm just like thinking about all the different things. Like if, if, if my life was times four with the kid, like, I don't know. So I want to shout out all the moms out there. You know, yeah. they, they deserve a lot of credit 
<laughs> I agree. And, and you're right. We just do it. Like for me, it's just like, I just gotta get it done. Sometimes it's like very overwhelming. And my kids, I, I keep, <laughs> I tell my therapist this, I'm like, my kids are like 95% of my anxiety. <laughs> of my anxiety comes from my children. The other 5% is random stuff going on in my life. (laughs) They are 95% of it. I'm like, oh my goodness. But yeah, shout out to all the moms out there. And I think that this, what we're talking about here is not, I mean, it's very important for all women, but especially moms, because it's so easy to lose yourself in motherhood. And it's so easy to, you know, forget that, oh, I knew need to take care of myself. We just had a podcast air with Lauren and she's a postpartum mem- mentor and she talks about anxiety and depression. And she was literally saying like, moms, you have to go and take a shower. Like <laughs> you have to <laughs> feed yourself. Like these basic things that before we have kids are like, oh yeah, I'm definitely going to take a shower and feed myself. I'll have my like cute clothes on. No girl, you're going to be changing your clothes like 10 times a day because your kids are going to like puke on it or something. (laughs) It's just life. Um, And it could be a little overwhelming. So, you know, shout out to the moms, but this is the most important topic for, especially for moms, because we do lose ourselves. We lose ourselves in motherhood and forget to take care of ourselves. Like we're talking about here. Exactly. I agree with you. And I listened to that um, podcast. It did. It did a lot for me. And I think I really got from that too, you know, you got to go through the motions to make the time for yourself, like to create that space. Like you don't know how to create it unless you, you try a bunch of different things. And, and really, I just kind of got used to bringing the playpen upstairs, parking her in the hallway, uh, brushing my teeth, you know, taking a shower, doing my hair, talking to her. And now I feel like I got that down, you know, but if I didn't do it, if I was just like, okay, it's impossible. You know, I never would have realized that you can achieve such great balance and still make fun of the fact that like, it's insane, (laughs) but you can have like this really, this kind of crazy balance, you know, which is of course better than sitting there being like, I can't do this. There's no way it's going to work. I don't know how people do it, you know? And so you just got to, you got to get in there sometimes. Right. And that links back to the positive mindset we were talking about, right? When we're in like a negative headspace and we're in a victim mentality, be like, woe is me. I can't, I can't do anything with these kids. I don't know what I'm doing or kid, maybe, you know, kid or kids one, two, 10, I don't know, but I can't do anything with them. I don't know what I'm doing right now. Like, and then you get stuck and you're like, I can't accomplish anything. And then of course, if, especially if you're more prone to depression, you're going to get depressed. It's just, you know, because it's now triggered you because you feel help, hopeless and helpless. But if we focus on this positive mindset aspect, like you said, you just got it done. You figured out to, a way to accomplish it and you got it done. And, and maybe it wasn't easy. And sometimes your, your baby might cry while you're brushing your teeth and you just got to get it done. And I think that has, that leads right back to what we were talking about with this positive mindset. But I'd love to have you share some things that women can do to help with that positive mindset. Like what are some things health-wise, what are some things you guys maybe talk about at your retreat that women can do to help themselves? 
Yeah, absolutely. And I think that, you know, there's different hacks, different tips and tricks. And so we have different workshops. And what's really great is you can pick the track that you want to be on. So whether you're a wellness entrepreneur, whether you're a wellness enthusiast, or whether you're looking for that motivation, you get to really pick your focus. You know, when I talk about getting into that mindset, I always start with things that you can do immediately because I think that that's just such a need. Like something that's not going to take, you know, five years to build some sort of contraption to like (laughs) sit in, you know, and, but what can you do right away? And the best thing you can do is change your stimulus. And I think that that's exactly what the retreat does. So it puts you in an environment or puts you in a conversation or a workshop uh, that you haven't done. or that you haven't thought about. You know, it's like being in Times Square, right? There's so much stimulus. And the only way that you're really going to change your vibe is if you you get out of there. And something simple that I do when my little one is napping, before I could have just been at random times, I literally sit in a dark closet for two minutes and I time it. And I just sit there. And you have to let yourself wander, get out the thoughts that you have in your mind and, and kind of reset. That's what you need to do. And so the best thing I can say about the retreat is that it's giving you different input so you can have different output. Yeah. I like that that tip about sitting in the dark closet for two minutes because without any stimuli, now it's just you and your thoughts, which is kind of scary, but it's just you and your thoughts. And now you can work through some of those things, especially if you have something going on and maybe you're overwhelmed, you can work through those things without everything else distracting you. And make sure you leave your phone outside the closet too, because that's a distraction we don't need. We do need to, and I've been talking a lot about mindfulness lately, about really tuning into what we need. Like, what is it that you need right now? Because that might not be the same as what somebody else needs right now, but you really can't tune into that if you don't give yourself a moment to think and to breathe and to, to just be. Um, if you're not doing that, then you're, you have no idea what you need. (laughs) You're just overwhelmed with all the things going on. Yeah, exactly. You have to, you have to customize your life. You know, you have to decide what, what you need, what you're lacking. And, And this retreat helps you navigate it, right? You know, there's no right or wrong answer. It's just really about self discovery, you know? Um, and I think that, we can get stuck doing the same thing and there's nothing wrong with pattern. There's nothing wrong with doing the same thing, but, but it promotes being comfortable, you know? Um, and, and you just kind of get stuck in this thing where maybe you've got more to offer. Maybe you can add something new in, or maybe you can elevate, you know, by getting out of your box a little bit. And so I think, you know, fresh ideas are good. You know, that's really what, um, stimulates that mindset, you know, to challenge yourself. If you don't challenge yourself, you will not know, how much you've conditioned your mindset. You know, you could be really, really strong, but you're never going to be able to remind yourself unless you don't try and do something, you know, like whatever you want to do, jump out of a plane, go to a retreat, you know, go to a new event, something, but you have to create that, you know, that fear to kind of see where you're at. Yeah. And, and doing the things that you want to do is super scary. I mean, starting this podcast for me was scary and now we're in year three. Um, it had its two years in our anniversary in January. So it was scary to do that and put, put myself out there and to get, you know, interview people. I'm like, am I really good at this? Am I not? But if I'd never done it, we wouldn't even be having this conversation. So I think that people, sometimes we need to 
do the things that scare us. Like feel the fear or do it anyways. Cause most likely, even if you fail, you're going to end up right back where you are, but at least you know that didn't work. But if you never try, then you'll be sitting there asking yourself, well, would that have worked? Like, is that something I would have enjoyed? You know, within reason, obviously don't put yourself in, in, in dire straits to do what you fear. <laughs> Maybe not like lay in a, like a, a, you know, a pit of vipers. Like that's probably not a good idea, but I'm, we're talking about normal everyday things that we, we fear and we fear, you know, putting ourselves out there or like Rabina said, like, going to a meetup and meeting new people, you know, that can be really scary. I'm moving in June and I have to meet new people. And to me, that's really scary, but guess what? I won't, I won't have any friends. I won't have any connections up in Connecticut if I don't get out of my, get away from my fear and go do that. So I like that you brought that up and pointed that out, out to us. What are some of your favorite ways to get in self-care, especially when you have a little one at home? Cause, and that makes it a little, little harder. Yeah, I think self-care can be, you know, something as simple um, as using aromatherapy to, you know, meditating to getting in a good workout. You know, I've always been the workout person and, and gaining my strength back has been really important. And I and I get lost in, in running, you know, um, and thankfully my husband, you know, we really have such great teamwork, you know, that he'll be like, you know what? get out of the house for a couple hours. And mm-hmm. I'm like, see ya. You know, I'm like, <laughs> okay. Yeah. So running, you know, that, that has always been a love for me. I love the transformation of, of the mind. And I like running in the cold and I think it's just such a wake up, things like that. But I'm also been doing a lot of lists lately and where I'm at in my self care is I'm in a phase where I need to acknowledge what I can do mm-hmm. um, because being a new mom for me, and I didn't think that this was going to happen. And so coming to that realization as well, um, my new normal and then celebrating my accomplishments. So what did you do today? That has been helping me a lot. So that and aromatherapy, um, essential oils have been really good for me. And just trying new products. I think that, you know, every once in a while you should spoil yourself and and try a new product. So I've been, you know, picking a few things, ordering them online and, and trying them. I need a new stimulus and this is the way that I can create it for myself in the home, you know, when I'm home with my daughter and daughter and trying new things. And also music. Yeah. So, I'll, you know, I've got, I've got a playlist. And so if I'm um, on a drive and it's longer than 20 minutes, I'm, I'm throwing some music on there, you know, um, and journaling, not so much journaling now, but more, I have this workbook, a positivity workbook. And so it asks more questions. And so you don't necessarily have to journal pages. It kind of prompts you. Um, and so answering questions and stimulating my mind that way. And that helps me get into the mindset because it's asking, this journal is asking me the questions. I've got to send a screenshot to it, to you when we're yes. done, but using the journal to ask me the right questions to stimulate the part of my mind that I want to be stimulated. Yeah. I love that. And, and to kind of highlight for people how differently self-care can look for different people. For me, I I'm similar with you. I do meditation and aromatherapy, but I like yoga, like running for me makes me angry and I don't actually <laughs> like it, but that's just me because I don't, I, I learned that early on that running was not my thing. Um, but that's to highlight the differences that it's not one size fits all. And what one person may really enjoy, maybe another person doesn't enjoy. I, I mean, for me right now, because my anxiety has been taken um, the front seat since you know all the moving and all the things that are going on. 
I have been doing a lot of yoga because it helps me calm down and it helps me to, you know, get like in, in alignment with, you know, every morning that's how I start my day so that I'm like here, I'm in the now, I'm not thinking of the future or anything like that, or, you know, focusing on any of those things. Um, but I journal as well. I, I do, I have some journal prompts that I do myself. It, and so there's different ways that self-care can be. And I always like to say it's important that we tune in to what makes us feel good versus what somebody else said should make us feel good. Cause it's not always going to be one size fits all. And just because let's go back to Susie. I don't even know a Susie, so I'm just going to use that. <laughs> but, um, Susie, you know, she may do all these things in the morning that make her feel really good. And she tells you about them and you try them out and you're like, no, that's not for me. Try something new. There's so many different forms of self care and it really comes down to taking care of ourselves physically, mentally, and emotionally. And from the sounds of it, with the amount of people that you come to your retreats, that's something that you guys focus on as well. Do you, you focus on the whole person? Yeah, absolutely. You know, health is not just one part of your, part of your body. Uh, it, it's everything. All, all the cells of your body are working together for you. And so we, we, try to, we try to mix it up. Sometimes we do yoga. Our last retreat in LA, we were doing a box um, and stretch class. And, and that was really different, you know, and it's the same following. It's the same people um, that have been supporting us and following us, but you, you gave it a shot. You know what I mean? It still taught you something. Maybe it's not your go-to workout, um, but it's also understanding the bigger element of it. It's the energy in the room, mm-hmm. right? So it's like you're doing this big yoga class or this big boot camp class and, and you're just present. And I think that that's part of it. So you're right. It's not just, you know, one workout. It's about the positivity that you bring to it. You can transform, you know, with a lot of activities if you let it. And it's about that feeling. You know, people make decisions based on how they feel right? Mm-hmm. And so you want to create that feeling of, of acceptance of doing something that's good for your body. You know, I was talking to a friend a couple of days ago, and I had asked her a question. And I would always say because because I just wanted to know what she was thinking. And she she really backed up every single answer with a feeling. And I thought it was so interesting because I wanted to know why she liked different things. Um, and, and a lot of it went back to mood. So you're right. Like a lot of the decisions that we make, you know, are based on how good we feel, you know, and I think that we need to acknowledge each other's differences and learn from, you know, different things. Like Parisha, the co-founder of their retreat, she loves yoga. Um, and if we're hanging out, I'm like, okay, sure. I'll go to yoga with you because we're just creating positive vibes together you know and so you just have to know what your body likes and also how to how to feel that you know the feeling behind it yes and I want people to to really tune into this is whether you're empath so I consider myself an empath I'm highly sensitive to people's emotions especially in big rooms and big crowds and Ooh, um, it's a lot. But if you're not, even when you are in a room full of people, you can feel the vibe of the room. When you're around other people, they say they're up to eight feet from us is an energy field. That's why when we are interacting with other humans, we can kind of feel what they're feeling. You know, we get a, it, it, you 
when you're in a room full of positive people, you can just feel that positive energy, whether you are highly sensitive or not, you can, you can tell the difference if you're really paying attention. And so it's really boils down to is surrounding yourself with the right stimuli, the right people, you know, building a community of positive people going and, and being in environments. And now we're not, we're not, you know, a hundred percent. Sometimes, um, sometimes we get in places that aren't exactly positive and that's really not on us. It's just happened to end up there, but trying to be mindful to surround ourselves with these people. And like, you're talking about your retreat, whether you like doing, you know, yoga or you like to do Zumba. Zumba is one of my favorites because I swear I've never been in a Zumba class where people are angry. Everybody's so happy <laughs> there. Like, and so even though I'm super uncoordinated, I, I do enjoy every once in a while going to Zumba class because everybody's so happy and excited and just dancing, you know? And so, you know, having those experiences where we're around people who are also you know, positive and uplifting because you're going to walk out feeling like a million bucks because you just, just doused yourself in this positive energy. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that, you know, your energy at the start of the day, regardless of if you're at a retreat or if you're at work, it's not the same as the end of the day. And I think mm -hmm. that, you know, understanding your energy helps you harness it more too. So a lot of people say to me, you know, but I'm so positive. I'm, I'm so this, I'm so that I'm, I'm in the zone. That's great. When you're in the zone, that's almost the best time to go to a retreat because life is really about elevating and unleashing your power. You have so much more potential than you know, or than you can feel. And so, you know, people who are in the zone, who are on it, who are following whatever makes them happy. I mean, they're just really in the groove. That's the best time to go. Yes. Yes. I mean, especially you're right. At the end of the day, most of us are tired. We have peopled too much, unless you're an extrovert and then maybe you didn't people enough, but <laughs> you people too much and you were just like, I'm really tired. And that would be a great time to douse yourself in some positive energy because you're feeling you know, tired, maybe worn out from the day. Maybe you had too much social media time. Or maybe it's been a long week or a long year and you just need some, you know, extra love. And that would be great for a retreat or something along that lines to be able to get that little that little extra in yourselves. And I, I I love that you you've brought up that, you know, there's never a there's never a bad time to to be doused in this positive energy in this community that you're talking about. And I and I think that the more you surround yourself with amazing positive people, the more likely that your mindset will shift into positivity as well. Have you found that for yourself? Yeah, absolutely. And I think that, you know, there are some situations like family or things that are repetitive. And every year that passes by, I really notice people who have a negative outlook on things. Like I notice it more. Like um, I walk into a room or, you know, just it was the holidays recently um, and everyone has that one family member, but I walk into that room and I'm like, whoa, yes. like I'm really, you know, in tune with this now and this is wild um, and I can't be in this room. <laughs> like yeah. I literally have to, to walk away, you know, and so it does transform you because you just get better at understanding, you know, toxic things and like not everything is toxic but you know 
time is short. Life is short. And I feel like if you can just surround yourself with people that are going to bring out the best in you, like why waste time? Like that's really where I'm at. And I think that might be like a bold statement. I know I'm not saying that everyone should be mean to people and start this whole like cut off list and crossing people's names out and, you know, something crazy like that, but just like identifying, you know, where you want to place yourself and, and walking away. I've had to walk away from a few friendships that I didn't realize were really detrimental to my mindset, you know, and even a couple of moms that I'm really close with, you know, what I can't hear right now is, oh, wait till they start walking. (laughs) Or, oh, wait till they start doing this. It's like, no, I can't handle that because you're telling me that it's going to be a negative experience, but I'm going to choose not to accept that as an answer. And I'm going to have fun. If my kid is going to like jump out of the crib and run around the hallway at four o'clock in the morning, so be it. (laughs) But, But let me have that or don't don't fill me with this idea or fill me with anxiety. I can't do that. But at the end of the day, it's also my fault because I, I choose to keep going back, right? Like there's got to be a time when you're like, listen, this really just isn't working. Maybe we just need to be at a, hey, how's it going? And then that's it really, you know? Yeah. No, I agree. I agree. And that was that was my 2018 intention was just to be in, uh, to be intentional about the time I spent with the people who made me feel good about myself and be intentional about not spending time with people who made me feel bad about myself. And it was amazing. It was the most amazing year. And I was like, I'm going to keep this up. And I literally said to my therapist, like, you can't unsee what you've seen. Like once you reach this level where you see this, you can't unsee it. You can't go back to being blissfully ignorant about, you know, people's negativity and, And that's not a bad thing. That's going to help you feel better in the long run. So as we wrap up this podcast, the time goes by super fast. What is it that you would like to leave the Inspired Women audience with? I think that I want to talk to people more about manifesting. And and if we can all commit to manifesting, not just saying to yourself, oh, I am am positive or "I, I support other women. Have some more action steps, like manifest it. You know what I mean? Phone a friend. Think about things that are positive. You know, jump on a podcast and support other women. You know, just like this. I'm, I'm, you know, I'm so empowered by you. You know, like that was just such a fascinating thing that happened in my life. And I'm like, you know what? I'm going to reach out to her. And so that's what it was. It wasn't just a thought. It was like, okay, now I'm going to reach out to her. So manifest, 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 manifest. We have seven days every week to manifest the shit out of everything. (laughs) Yes, I love that. And I'm so glad you reached out to me. I always love that how serendipitous it is that I run into these women online who are so inspirational and it's just, it happens and it's fantastic. It's like magical. And you guys inspire me just as much as that I, I might inspire the people listening is, you know, I, I hear like I'll get messages or I'll see people's, you know, posts in the inspired women community and I'll, and I'm just like, 
wow, how am I so lucky to be surrounded by such amazing women? Like, this is fantastic. But like you said, you have to manifest that. You have to actually like, and people like talk about manifesting and they're like, oh, you just imagine it. No, you got to take action too. You can't just sit around and kumbaya, like let this come to be. You have to take the action. So if you want to be surrounded by more inspirational people, seek that out. You know, you want to, you have an inspirational story that you think would really, you know, be valuable to the Inspire Women audience, apply to be a guest. Like there's things like that. The worst that can happen is it, it doesn't, doesn't work. Right. But the best thing that could happen is you could have an amazing interview. You could have your story and your voice be heard by, I don't even know how many women it is now, but a lot, (laughs) you know, so much. So I'm so glad you said that. And I want to thank you so much for coming on the podcast today. Thank you so much for having me. It was fun. Thank you for being a part of the Inspired Women audience. If you enjoyed this episode, please leave us a rating review. And don't forget to share this out with somebody who could use some inspiration today. Tag us at Inspired Women Podcast, both on Facebook and Instagram. Have a great day.